Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn, and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hey, hey guys, welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. This is episode 17 and we're going to talk about ADHD and willpower. What is the freaking deal? Should you cultivate more willpower? Is it possible for us to have willpower? Let's talk about it. So before we do that, we are actually going to do something new. Um, so if you've been around for a while, we typically do the hyper focus of the week um, before the show starts. And it's just kind of like I just share with you guys things that I'm obsessed with right now. Typically ADHD friendly, not always. Something it's, sometimes it's just something completely random. Sometimes it's health and wellness focused. Sometimes Again, just completely random. It's just something I feel like sharing with you because I'm excited about. So, um, but we're going to do, like I said, something new. So what I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to switch in between like every other week or however often, honestly, you know, it'll end up just being random. But like sometimes I'll do the hyper focus of the week and sometimes I'll do a review of the week because in typical ADHD fashion, I really wasn't even thinking about the fact that hey, this podcast probably has some reviews and I should go look at them at some point in my lifetime. <laughs> so I was looking at, I I stumbled upon the reviews to this podcast and last, like at um, earlier this week and I was like almost in tears. I was so excited to read the responses and the reviews about this podcast. And that's exactly how I feel for those of you that have sent me a DM on Instagram. It is, when I say it makes my day, it makes my whole day because you have to remember, I'm just sitting in my house right now, um, by the way, with like wax spilled down my whiteboard because I knocked over a candle yesterday, just like hot mess. I'm just sitting in my house talking to myself. So it's really nice to hear back from you guys, right? Um, and I love it so much. So anyways, I'm going to share this review with you because I just want to express my appreciation. And from now on, we'll just, we'll go back and forth. Sometimes I'll share reviews or hyper focuses of the week. You know, we're just kind of random. We do whatever we feel like here. So this review is titled Love Heart Relatable, and it's from Manda Rochelle. And Manda Rochelle said, Chelsea is informative and so relatable in so many ways. It's like hearing your inner thoughts come to life. And she deep dives into the things we might feel and do and helps us feel like we're not alone in our feelings. Thank you for the raw openness, and I'm looking forward to more episodes. <gasps> Oh my gosh, that just makes me so, so excited. Thank you so much, Manda Rochelle, for that very kind review. I appreciate it so much, and I'm so happy you are here. 
Okay, so that's our review for the week. Now let's talk about ADHD and willpower. Okay? Okay. So um, if you listened to last week's episode, then you will remember that this is the the fifth part. Let me try that again. (laughs) If you listened to last week's episode, then you'll know that this is the fifth part of a five-part series of Concepts for Vibrant Health. We have made it to part five, and that is so, so, so exciting. Um, So I actually didn't plan this, but like I, I truly did not plan it this way. It just worked out this way. The universe is a very funny thing. But this episode is actually dropping on the day the Habit Edit opens to the public. Ah, you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm so freaking excited. Um, so if you're not listening in real time, uh, today is August 23rd, 2021. Um, but it's really freaking cool that it worked out this way unplanned because these five concepts of vibrant health come directly from the habit edit. They are the pillars of success inside the habit edit. And the five pillars of success are structure, self-compassion, joy, community, and individuality. So we're talking about willpower, and we're also going to talk today about individuality and your individual health and wellness journey. Quick reminder, this series does not have to be listened to in order. In fact, you don't even have to listen to the whole series to get value from it. It's just me overviewing the five things that I've identified as super powerful for um, transformation for humans with ADHD. Um, And the five, like like I said, main concepts that are inside the Habit Edit membership. P.S. If you're like, what the heck is the Habit Edit? It is the very first Health and Mindset Coaching members, Membership exclusively for women with ADHD. Um, and like I said, it is open right now for you to join. Right now, you can literally click on the, the link in the show notes and go and check it out and click buy now and you can enter the membership. I'm so excited. Or you can check it out at www.thehabitedit.com. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled. You guys, I have been working on this project. I have been researching what do people with ADHD need in terms of their health and wellness, and I have been creating this membership since my diagnosis. I mean, I gave myself a couple weeks to kind of like absorb the fact that like, hey, I'm an adult with ADHD, right? But that was back in um, February of this year, 2021, and I've been working on the habit edit ever since. I have poured so many hours into this. Um, and it's because you guys deserve, you guys really deserve what you need. You don't deserve something slapped together that I did in one week, right? That's just like, oh, all willy nilly, like, oh, people with ADHD need um, a, ca- a planner, you know, just, just put your exercises in your planner. I know that that's not what you need. And I spent time figuring out what it is that you do need and putting it into this membership. And I'm so thrilled and proud um, and excited and also terrified that it is now out into the world for you to come be a part of. So I'm asking you, if you love this podcast and you are a woman with ADHD, come join us inside the membership. I would be so thrilled to have you as a founding member 
of the Habit Edit. So exciting. It's also, P.S., very reasonably priced for the value. Like I said, I've been working on it since March. Um, And go check out the link, but it is very reasonably priced for the value. Okay, anyways, I'm gonna stop rambling about that. You know, I love to ramble about stuff I'm excited about. That is something I am so insanely excited about. You know, it's like been building up to this since February and it's August. Ah, Excited. Okay, let's get into it. I know you're like, woman, can you please start talking about willpower? That's what I'm here to talk about. So let's talk about willpower. Um, Okay, I hate the word willpower. Um, (laughs) I spent so much time and effort and energy trying to have more willpower. Uh, I like to think of willpower as basically the ability to make decisions for what we want most, right? And ignore the tug of the thing that we want right now, right? So that's basically what willpower is, like the ability to kind of like, also the ability to like white knuckle it, you know, just like squeezing my fists. Like that is what willpower feels like to me. Like I'm just like trying so hard to resist the urge, right? Impulse control. Pulse control. Very interesting, right? So let's take a look. Let's let's talk about what executive functioning might be needed to be able to do this, to have willpower, right? Obviously, impulse control, right? You've got to be able to say no. That's literally what willpower is. It's saying no to the thing that you want right now. So that's one thing you've got to be able to do to have willpower. Another thing you've got to be able to do to have willpower is remembering what you want most, right? So in the moment that you want the thing, whatever the thing is, so like maybe it's a cookie, you've got to remember the bigger vision of what you want. Like, oh yeah, I forgot my bigger vision is that I don't want to eat as much sugar. Um, You've got to be able to remember that, okay? And number three, the ability to make a decision. You need that executive functioning skill um, when you are utilizing willpower, right? Because it's a decision. So if we're experiencing decision fatigue, we'll fall into our default old pattern, right? So if our old pattern is to just eat the cookie every single time we see a cookie, if we're experiencing decision fatigue, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to default to what we normally decide. Um, P.S. I think a lot of the willpower discussion should include the concept of decision fatigue. It's the idea that we really only have like this isn't like a scientific fact, but it's a con- like a psychological concept, okay? It's the idea that we really only have like a certain number of decisions we can make before we reach decision fatigue. And when that happens, we'll just default back into our old habit pattern, right? Cuz our brain just like is like I cannot make another decision right now. I'm not doing it. Just do what you normally do. We're not making a decision, right? So our old habit is usually the thing we're trying to break, right? So we're trying to stop eating the cookie every time we see a cookie. Um, (laughs) So, but that's what we're going to fall back into when we're experiencing decision fatigue, right? Okay. Now, so we said impulse control, remembering what you want most, right? Having And the ability to make a decision. Now, I want you to think about some of your ADHD symptoms and how they correlate with these things. So impulse control, how's that going for you as an ADHDer? I'm betting not great, right? Impulse control is literally a symptom of 
ADHD (laughs) or like rather lack of impulse control, I guess I'll say. It's difficult for us. It is. Um, And that's not like a moral thing. It's not because you are not quote unquote disciplined enough or you're not trying hard enough. It is an actual difference in our brain chemistry and our brain uh, structure, yada, yada. So, all right. So that's impulse control, right? Very difficult for ADHDers. Remembering what we want most, right? In that moment of willpower, you got to be able to remember what you want most. Um, Our memory is not a real strong suit of ours either, right? Memory is not something that we're very good at. Uh, And that was such a funny way to say that. Memory is not something we're good at. Fun fact, I'm going to go off for a minute because I just said that really weird sentence, right? Like memory is not something we're good at. And I immediately got in my head as a perfectionist and was like, I should stop this whole recording and start from the beginning. But guess what? I'm not going to do that because done is better than perfect. And that one little motto has changed my experience in so many ways in my health, my like health and fitness and eating habits and whatnot. Um, done is better than perfect, right? In my work, done is better than perfect. Perfectionism is also a trait of ADHD, but, or it can be a trait of ADHD, but it doesn't have to be like resigned to you. you don't, you're not resigned to that for the rest of your life. You can make the choice to do something uncomfortable and be like, oh, that's not perfect, but I'm going to let it be out there in the world anyways. And that's what I'm choosing to do right now, right? Because 90% of you probably didn't even notice that I said a really weird sentence. Like <laughs> a memory is not whatever I said. I don't even remember what it is now, right? But the point is that's like, Just a little mental note of like me catching myself and something that you might experience too. So anyways, okay. So I said something weird about memory. Let's move on. We're talking about your ADHD symptoms and how they correlate with the things we need to to have willpower. Okay. And the last one is your ability to make quality decisions. Um, Well... Our brain is running at like 1 million miles an hour at all times, right? Which means that like we probably make like 588 decisions before we've even gotten our first cup of coffee. Uh, Decision fatigue is real with ADHD. We can also get overwhelmed by all the decisions we have to make and we just go into shutdown mode. And again, we do whatever is automatic. So let me ask you, after hearing all of those things, what do you think? Do you think it sounds like ADHD and willpower are like the two best friends that anyone could have? Because I'm thinking after like taking a look at this and analyzing it a bit, probably not, right? Um, I want you to take a moment right now to give yourself some self-compassion for all the times that you've tried to willpower through a situation and not been able to. For all the times that you thought you were a failure because you couldn't understand why other people could just have the discipline to do the thing and you couldn't, right? For all the times that you felt like if you could just have more willpower, you would have reached your goals by now. But instead, you're running in circles around yourself and you're right where you've always been. I think it's important to give ourselves some love through this experience, some forgiveness, right? 
much easier said than done. <laughs> Self-compassion is a huge thing that we work on inside um, the habit edit. And it's something that I work on for myself every single day. We don't reach this place. Um, it's my belief that we don't reach this like perfect place where we're always just like the perfect human and we're always super kind to ourselves, right? It's a continuing practice to be compassionate, give ourselves self-compassion, right? Something we're practicing all the time and we're gonna like forget about it, we're gonna mess up and it's okay. It's healing to kind of learn new things about ourselves and be able to release some of the self-judgment we've been holding onto that simply isn't serving us, right? Like the idea that we should have more willpower. When we learn about our ADHD brain and some of the mechanics of the ADHD brain um, and some of the actual science of the ADHD brain, we can realize, well, I shouldn't be able to have willpower, right? I shouldn't, actually. Interesting, right? And it's like we're able to kind of release some of that judgment. (sighs) Let me tell you what adorable, so cute, younger Chelsea used to do, right? So innocent and um, uninformed, okay? I used to try to create more willpower for myself. So here's what I thought in my brain. This was my logic, okay? So in my brain, and I feel like I probably read this on some like cheesy Pinterest board or like who knows where I got this. I don't know. I used to look at like fitness inspo on um, Pinterest. And if I look back at that kind of stuff, what I was like pinning, it was so problematic, you know, like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels type of shit. Oh my God, the most problematic. But anyways, okay, so I thought I could create more willpower. So in my brain, I thought that willpower was like a muscle that needed to be flexed and grown, right? And I'm not saying that this is incorrect for all people. Maybe it does work this way for some people, but I'm just sharing with you my personal experience. So sweet, innocent Chelsea was trying to grow this willpower muscle for like, oh, say, I don't know, 20 years, 25. I don't know. I don't know. I probably started like thinking about willpower when I was like, I don't know, 15. So what will give me 10 years? No, no longer than that. Anyway, anywho, why am I trying to figure out the exact amount of time? Does not matter. So I was trying to grow my willpower muscle, quote unquote, but it always seemed to be the same exact size, right? Like, what? what is that freaking phrase again? Like, people, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I think that's what it is. So, anywho. So, I would try to create scenarios that required willpower so that I could practice overcoming them. Are you get what I'm are you getting like are you understanding what I'm saying? I would make my life harder for myself. Why? <laughs> like why? I don't understand. But anyways, I would like I would be like, okay, the way I'm going to build more willpower is by waking up at 4:30 a.m. and doing a hour-long morning routine. That'll help me be disciplined. It'll help me practice discipline. And then throughout the day, I'll have more discipline, right? So I was teaching kindergarten. I was waking up like the the butt crack of dawn to do a morning routine, right? 
um, because I thought that that would help me have more willpower throughout the day. Because obviously, the only people who have willpower are the ones who wake up at the butt crack of dawn and have a morning routine, right? Is that a belief that you hold on to? Because it was one that I had for a very long time. And I have let that mother ever go. Okay, so it didn't quite work out that way. Spoiler alert, which I think you probably figured that out. What I didn't understand was I was using what little willpower and like my decision bank in my brain. I was using all of that effort that I had on things that didn't even matter, right? Like it didn't matter that I was getting up and doing, it just didn't matter. It was, it's not, not saying that like stuff didn't matter, but there was other things that I actually cared about at that time that I could have been expending that energy on. And that would have been a better use of my, um, good decision-making brain, my mental energy, my physical energy, um, than doing a morning routine at that time. Right. My days were so busy back then. I did not need to be getting up at that hour. In fact, just sleeping would have been more productive than trying to do a morning routine at 4.30 in the morning. Anyways, I had absolutely ridiculous logic thinking I could build more willpower. Um, But you know what? I legitimately ended up like running out of this any kind of will to live by like 2 p.m. at every single day. I was just like, I give up on everything. All I want to do is eat candy. All I want to do is go back to my house and pour an entire bottle of wine into like a big bowl and lap it up like a cat. Okay, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said on this podcast. I'm in like a very silly, goofy mood, but (laughs) as if you can't tell, I'm kind of like delusional from... (laughs) wrapping everything up with the habit edit and everything I've been doing with that. Okay. Anyways, so (laughs) let's, let's stop wherever I'm going with this. So instead of focusing on willpower now, I focus on individuality, individuality over willpower. That is it. That's the fifth, fifth and final pillar of vibrant health in this series, individuality, and it replaces the need for willpower. And I know that most of you are like, what the heck do you mean by that? You sound like a crazy person, right? So what I mean by that is that I honor what's best for me as an individual and what's best for me as an individual right now on my journey, right? So I say this a lot. But health is really individual. Different individuals thrive with different things. That's why you see like some people, that's why there's like these like, like, like people who are so obsessed with their thing and it works so good for them and they talk all about it and how it's the perfect thing for them, right? Um, And you might try it and it doesn't work for you. And you're like, what the heck am I doing wrong? It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's that health is really individual. So some people might thrive on keto. Other people are absolutely miserable on keto. Some people thrive on a plant-based diet, right? I am not one of those people. I tried to be a vegan and a vegetarian for multiple years when I was in high school and like my early 20s. Not It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I mean, I haven't tried it in so long, so I never say never, you know. I I love that I 
unconditionally give myself permission to change my mind. And that's super fun. I can always grow and evolve and change. But anyways, different people are different and we thrive on different things, right? Um, it's This is why some people are like obsessed with intuitive eating and think it is the best thing ever. And other people like just cannot grasp the concept of it. They're like, this would never work for me, right? Because it varies based on the individual, their background, their genetics, um, their life experience, their culture, everything. It varies. Health is so individual, right? Um, this is another reason that I decided to design the habit edit in the way it is. I do not push on you what I think health and wellness and fitness should be, right? I don't think you should have to lose weight. I don't think you should have to eat the way I eat. I don't think you should have to count macros or calories. I don't think you should have to do anything. I think I think you, what the only thing that you should have to do is figure out what is right for you, right? And any of those things that I just said, you're also more than welcome to like bring into the habit edit with you um, and just carry them along with you on your journey and have them be a part of your journey. Everything is welcome because the habit edit is not about like me imparting my beliefs onto you. It's about you figuring out what works best for you and figuring out what is what does vibrant health and wellness look like and feel like for you, right? So that's why the five pillars aren't things like, um, you know, intuitive eating and like eat enough plants and like drink enough water and like exercise five days a week, right? The pillars are not those things, right? They're individuality, community, um, structure, self-compassion. Uh, they're things that are that can fit within any type of lifestyle, right? And I think this is like such a cool element of the habit edit that it guides you through, but without like telling you what you're supposed to do, it guides you to make decisions for yourself, right? And I think that's super empowering. So not only does it matter what you have as preferences as an individual and what works for you, it also depends where you are on your journey, right? Things that would have required loads of willpower for me a couple of years ago require practically no willpower at all, right? Um, but it looked different at every step of the journey. I just took it step by step, honored my process and individual needs through each season, and I kind of grew bit by bit by bit. And I didn't rely on intense willpower and white knuckling it through every step, um, I picked a step that was logical and made sense for me and helped me grow a tiny bit. And then once I felt comfortable there, I kind of stepped up to the next one, right? So I'll give you an example what I mean. Um, so let's look at one scenario that I used to think of. I used to think the only solution to my struggles with sugar was willpower, right? What the heck else am I going to do? You know, if I want to eat less sugar... All I got to do is suck it up. I should be able to do this. I got to suck it up. I got to go on a detox. I got to stop eating it. Just look at the sugar and say, no, Chelsea, right? This is like my internal dialogue. That's like what I sounded like. Such an ass to myself. Um, but, you know, uh, your girl loves sugar. I freaking love sugar. Um, 
And I had always heard that you just have to like do a sugar detox. You just have to avoid it at all costs. You just have to stay strong and say no. You just got to want it, right? Um, needless to say, that wasn't working. I would use willpower and like white knuckle it until I eventually just like binged on it, right? I would avoid it until like probably about 2 p.m. every day when I would just like eat all the sugar things. <laughs> this cycle continued for like an embarrassingly long time, like kind of like a lifetime pretty much. Um, yeah. So that was me trying to solve the problem with willpower and also with undiagnosed ADHD that I did not have <laughs> or did not know that I had, right? Um, I just totally had a flashback of me, my first year teaching kindergarten. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. My first year teaching kindergarten, I remember um, I normally had candy in my classroom and I've talked about that 5 million times. Like I would stand in the back of my classroom at 2 PM and like just shove candy in my mouth, like a mad woman. Um, but I remember this very specific day that I didn't have candy in my classroom for whatever reason. I, I guess I just like ran out, you know, I always had it for the kids or like people were bringing it in for Valentine's day and whatnot. I didn't have candy, but I had gone to the store on my lunch break and I had a giant bag of grapes and I ate because I didn't have any sugar in the um, in the classroom, and I needed something sweet so bad because I was like so probably looking for dopamine. I'm sure this was dopamine seeking eating. <laughs> looking back on it, but also I was like so depriving myself of any kind of food that I actually enjoyed at this time. Um, so I was I ate so many grapes in one sitting that I felt physically ill. I could not eat grapes again for like a, like a year. I was like, I can't even think about grapes. I ate so many, I was physically ill. And you know what? I had the audacity to feel guilty because I ate grapes. I was, I remember feeling guilty and feeling like, gosh, I can't even like control myself around grapes. What is wrong with me? Right. Um, I like going off on these sidebars. You know why? Because I find that these are often the things when I tell these like real life stories, whenever they pop into my head, when I'm talking about a topic, this is the stuff that you guys send me DMs about on Instagram. As much as I want to pretend I'm like this perfect person and that this kind of stuff has never happened to me, that's not the truth, right? So I share with you these real true stories and things that I'm like, don't want to tell anyone, frankly. Um, like, I don't feel like I, I really want anybody knowing about my like binging on grapes in a classroom story. That's so weird. But I feel like this is, again, when I get real with this kind of stuff and give examples for my life, you guys love it because you get it. You get it. You've been there, right? So Anyways, so that was me trying to solve the problem with willpower. Safe to say it wasn't working, right? And then eventually I switched to, I mean, I kind of did this unconsciously and I didn't realize what I was doing, but I realized that willpower wasn't working. And I, at some point, kind of made the switch to honoring my individual needs through each season. So I focused more on what I thought might work for me, right? Rather than what I was told I was supposed to do, I was told I was supposed to avoid sugar. And 
normally when I was told I should do something and it wasn't like my idea and I I didn't, I don't know, I I had to willpower through it, right? But it's what I should do, I thought. So I was just going to do it. So I, so like, instead of doing that, I said like, what would work for me right now? You know? And in one of those seasons, what worked for me was like really leaning in and allowing myself to eat sugar, Uh, getting rid of that scarcity mindset with sugar, just letting myself eat it when I wanted it in the amounts that I wanted it. Um, That was really scary, but it was also a really valuable part of my journey. And I knew that I needed that. I knew that the willpower thing wasn't working. And I knew like when I thought about and I went inward and said, what do I need right now? It was just some time to heal that relation, my relationship with food. And this served me well for a while, right? Because I really needed that after just so many years of dieting and avoiding sugar and avoiding things I wanted to eat. I really needed that time to just get reacquainted with my good old friend sugar and my relationship with food, right? Then eventually, at a certain point, I realized that that was no longer fitting my individual needs, right? I had mentally grown um, and I didn't, I, I just didn't feel like that was fitting my individual circumstance anymore. I needed a new strategy to better fit where I was at. So I wanted to start learning the middle ground, right? And this just kind of happened like kind of intuitively. I, I decided that like, I don't want to be eating anything I want at any time I want, right? Um, I don't want to be eating sugar all the time, but I don't want to be avoiding it either. Um, So I tried a new strategy, and this one worked really well for me for a long time as well. And this was the two treats a day strategy. And I I think I shared this strategy, I'm pretty sure, on one of my very first episodes I ever recorded back when this was Vibrancy Radio. so if you're like interested in that strategy, you can go back and listen. And I think it might be interesting to hear like what I was talking about back then. Uh, the beginning of this podcast, I did not know I was diagnosed with ADHD. So it might be interesting. But so the two treats a day strategy, the treats were something like smaller, like um, for example, like one treat would be like two Oreos, right? Uh, and at this point in my journey, I was practicing moderation, I had never known how to do moderation. I had never learned the skill of moderation. So that was what was valuable for me at that time. So it was a change from eating any and all of the sugar, but it didn't require willpower because it was gentle enough for the place that I was at in my journey, right? I was still eating two treats a day and it was It was something I desired to do. I desired to learn the skill of moderation. Every time I ate something sweet, I didn't want to have to feel the need to like finish it or eat it until I felt sick. So I had a desire to learn this skill. And so it didn't require willpower, right? And P.S. also, I wasn't limiting it. Like I, it wasn't this hard and fast rule. Uh, if I ate more than two treats a day, no big deal. If it was bigger than like the small portion that I was using to kind of practice willpower, not willpower, sorry, practice um, moderation, then it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like beating myself up for this, right? And then eventually I got to a point when I was ready for the next level, right? And I started really focusing heavily on balancing my blood sugar. And I was building balanced meals. So meaning like my meals had protein, fat, and fiber, and that helped me experience less cravings, right? So that next step up didn't require willpower. um, But when I started learning about 
blood sugar, I learned that if you eat balanced meals, you have less cravings, right? And I was like, that would also help with my experience that I'm having with sugar. So that was the next step in my journey. Um, And then I started focusing on like, maybe let's try not having a sweet treat every day, right? Uh, Let's try and see how it goes if we don't have one every day. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's like almost, I kind of look at it as an experiment. Every new level is an experiment and I don't force myself into the experiments. I do them when they feel fun and interesting and like, like a fun little challenge that I can try. Right. So I focused on not having a sweet treat every day. Right. And with all the previous changes I'd made and all the the time I'd taken to get up to the spot, this didn't really require much willpower. <laughs> so you get what I'm getting, what I'm saying, like Focusing on your individuality, number one, you as a person, and number two, focusing on what works for you right now at the spot you're in at your journey can make all the difference. And if you can do it, and if you can be patient enough to let it take time and let it be step by step, um, then you can see changes without having a whole lot of willpower, right? But If I would have taken that same action, right, of trying to not have a sweet treat every day um, that years ago, that would have required so much willpower, right? I would not have been able to do that. So the season matters too. It's very important. Like just figuring out what you need right now. Um, But I understand that it can be kind of hard to figure that out on your own, right? Some of us need guidance with this, trying to figure out how to trust ourselves like this or how to know what first step to take. And that is something that we do inside the Habit Edit. Shameless plug because I'm so excited. (laughs) And now let's like bring it up full circle to now where I'm at the point where I honestly just kind of go with the flow with sugar. To be honest, like some days, some days I don't eat any desserts or sweet treats. Other days, like I have multiple sweet treats, right? I'll have like ice cream after like a full big ice cream cone after a meal. And like, it's just much more go with the flow, right? But I'm not feeding for sugar after every single meal, right? In general, I'm kind of aiming now for like three to four dessert situations a week. And that works well for me right now. I don't ever anticipate becoming the type of person that like tries to cut sugar out of her diet again. But as you know, like I'm very much here at this podcast, a never type never, never say never type of person because because I just, I just don't know. You know, I'm an evolving creature. I don't know. I might change my mind. But my journey always includes sugar because I don't think there's anything morally wrong with having a freaking cupcake every once in a while. And I also am aware that in a well-balanced diet, sugar um, can fit very well. And it's totally fine. So other people, that might be a different experience. They might not feel that way. So they might not align with what my journey was and with the decisions that I've made, but that's okay, right? You can have your own experience and I get to have my own experience. And that's the beautiful thing. But if like, I'm trying to shove myself into your beliefs and trying to do what worked for you because I saw that you lost 30 pounds and now I want to lose 30 pounds, right? If that was the case, then me trying to force myself into your narrative would require a lot of willpower. But when we focus on individuality, we tend to not need that willpower. 
Okay. I hope that this concept makes sense. Like, you know, I, I like, I have these ideas in my head and sometimes I never know, like, is it going to cut? Is this going to make sense? I don't know. Are the dots connecting for you? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> like I said, I'm just talking to myself in a room in my house right now. <laughs> so yes, I will no longer be relying on willpower for my health journey or any other journey um, for that matter. Uh, and I will no longer be relying on, or I will also no longer be using my willpower on useless things. I use my willpower on things that matter, right? Like the time that 30 minutes ago, I did not feel like walking upstairs and, um, recording this podcast, but this podcast means a lot to me and you guys mean a lot to me. So I use my willpower to get my booty up here because I knew once I got up here, I would get in the flow and I would enjoy it, which is so true. I'm really enjoying this. I hope you guys are too. (laughs) Um, but I'm not going to use my willpower to like force myself to get up at 4.30 and do a morning routine or to not eat a peanut butter cup or something like that because it just doesn't matter for me at this point in my life, right? I save my willpower for the stuff that matters. So anyways, the TLDR or like too long didn't read or like, I don't know, too long didn't listen of this episode is that willpower is bullshit. Just kidding. Not really. I mean, just kidding, but also not really kidding. I don't know. Essentially, the executive dysfunction that comes with ADHD is just not conducive to achieving our goals through sheer willpower and discipline. But lucky for us, that is not the only way. We are not a lost cause, right? And we can achieve anything, we want to achieve. I feel really strongly about that. As a woman with ADHD, I feel really strongly that if you are a woman with ADHD listening to this, you can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve without willpower and discipline. Hear me out. That's my belief for you. Um, And that's my belief for me, right? Um, But if we learn how to honor our individual journey, our individual needs, and we really scaffold our learnings, we put in place like the supports we need, we have a great chance of success. And, you know, I've said it a hundred times this episode, but inside the Habit Edit, which is the first health and mindset coaching membership for women with ADHD, I teach members how to do this, right? We ditch the willpower and we start figuring out what exactly are our individual needs. What are your individual needs? What are your goals? And what are ways that feel good to move towards that goal for you? How can we do this thing in a way that actually works for us? So like I said, doors are open to the public. You can legitimately click the link in the show notes and join the Habit Edit right now. So, um... The membership is basically the place where I help you actually implement the things you hear on this podcast. I listen to like approximately 1 million podcasts, just a guesstimate, but <laughs> um, the things that I, and I learn the concepts and I love binging knowledge and like listening to things, but the things that I actually implement are the things I invest in and that I actually join programs for. So I'm not asking you guys to do anything that I don't do myself. I invest. I am in a um, coaching membership. I go to therapy. I do the things. I think it's really important for those of us with ADHD. But 
if financial investment isn't a thing for you right now and it's not possible for you right now, I'm more than happy to serve you here on this podcast and um, on Instagram and TikTok. You can find lots of good free information there. So that is it for today, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much for being here. So excited to meet those of you that are going to jump in and um, start the habit edit with us. And I will chat with you next week on Vibrancy with ADHD. Bye.